and welcome to Capstan Live. We're the podcast that makes sure you pay the real estate taxes you owe and not a dollar more. If you own commercial real estate or advise someone who does, you're in the right place for a real talk about maximizing tax savings. Hello, welcome to another episode of Capstan Live. I'm Helena Carmel, and we're working through our series on hot R&D industries. You might've heard our talk about software development, which was fascinating. And we're lucky enough to have Jacob Wood, regional director and R&D guru extraordinaire back with us to talk about another hot industry, which is food and beverage. Jacob, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. We appreciate it. Always Um, a pleasure. What should I even call it? Should I call it food and bev? What do you guys, what's what's the lingo in the, in so, the industry? This is kind of an emerging industry. I mean, in, in some ways, you know, food and beverage is the oldest industry. Um, <laughs> but, but I think, and I think to some of us who are foodies, the most important. But, you know, I think what we've seen in the last couple of years in particular is a lot of changes in agricultural production, but then that making its way into the actual food and beverage manufacturing. So think of this as kind of, food and beverage, mixing, packaging, uh, forming, and so on. Okay. Okay. That's a very good way to think of it. Before we dive in, though, let's just talk very briefly about what the R&D tax credit is. Give me a give me a quick three-sentence summary for our listeners, Jacob. Absolutely. So the R&D credit is a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction in tax liability that is an activities-based credit that rewards companies that are developing new or improved things in their business. Okay, excellent. And people who um, have qualifying activity can take four different kinds of costs on that credit, right? And That's those costs correct. Are those costs would be the wages of the employees involved, um, any contracted research expenses, like think about people testing or you know not employees of your company, but people you are paying to do labor. Mm-hmm. Um, supplies and materials used in the conduct. In this case, that might be food. It might be the literal raw materials. Oh, uh, could favorite. be the equipment as well. <laughs> my favorite and, topic um, here. Okay. We've got some stories I'll share later, but yeah. <laughs> uh, about how tasty some of these site visits can be. But then the last one would be cloud research uh, or cloud hosting expenses. Mm. So that's like uh, Amazon Workstation, that sort of thing. Okay. So what... What is making food and Bev such a hot industry? What is driving all this innovation in this market, Jacob? Sure. So I, th- I think there's a couple of trends that are important to look at. The the first one and overall is just the driving towards more efficient food production. There's more uh, mouths to feed in the world. And there's a lot of problems about things like, um, you know, how, how we can make more food with less or with the same, right? So how do we increase yields of products? How do we reuse parts um, of products? Are there some recycling techniques? So there's a lot of things geared towards that. And that a lot of times gets to the automation side mm-hmm. of the, the food manufacturing. And then there's other just general trends, which are tastes keep getting more complex. So you can't just make you know, the model T equivalent of, you know, every, <laughs> every, every lollipop is the exact same. People want it to be customized. They want new flavors. They want different types of berries or superfoods out there. And then I think the other thing is kind of on the logistics side of food. How do you package it for transport, uh. knowing that it's got to have a long shelf life. It's got to be traveling. Um, it's got to be, again, packed efficiently, but it's got to actually get to the end user. And so right. all of those things um, and even you know more trends of tastes and styles and things kind of coming in together 
uh, to create the need for innovation in this industry. I also was thinking about um, today, everybody has a special diet or everybody has a restriction, Mm -hmm. you know, and that also obviously um, drives a lot of development as well. Yeah, even sure. things like manufacturing processes. So, um, you know, myself and one of our other consultants uh, one time went out, and I could share more about this story, but we went out to a cake factory, <gasps> and you had a whole section that was gluten-free. And so they had to have different air handlers and right. sanitation processes. In every room you went to, you had to go through a shoe bath. And, you know, that sanitation aspect was really important, which is difficult. I mean, you see piles of cakes on the ground falling off conveyors, but at the same time, you've got to maintain certain cleanliness or other standards, right? Um, right. Wow. Know, which are important. I would like to hear more about your experience at the Cake Factory later. One, I've never I, been so hungry in my life. I just am intrigued by the whole the whole situation. I want to hear more later. Okay. So, okay. So, what kind of activities would qualify for the R and D tax credit in this industry? So, obviously, like you said, if you're developing a new product or like improving a a, a, a flavor or whatnot, right? Um, yeah. So, let's think first of all, just through the supply chain. So, I mean, first okay. you might have some raw materials coming in, um, and there may be this kind of gets into more agriculture, but you might have some washing or combining or mixing of those components. Um, and how to keep those pure, how to, how to, um, mix them in the right proportions. There might be some like formulation of the Ah, basic ingredients that go into something. Um, and then as you get into the actual food production, there's automation, there's equipment, um, you know, as far as how to scale up operations, how do you Mm -hmm. take manual labor out so you can do it faster. And then if you keep going, you know, there's the packaging and handling side of it. Um, right. And throughout this, there's obviously people who are chemists, who are food scientists, making sure that the formulations are going to work through each step of this. Right. Uh-huh. And maintaining that integrity. So you don't have, you know, people getting sick or, you know, cleanliness or gluten free or whatever the other right. constraints are on the process. Um, so I would say later stages, uh, automation through packaging. A lot of times it gets down to the equipment earlier stages. You know, it's more the raw materials. Then throughout again, it's going to be the formulations. But I think some what's helpful here is to look at maybe some of the companies that would be doing this. So any mass-produced product, again, I, I talked about like a cake factory we went to. That's a big one. If you've ever been to a brewery or distillery or winery, those are all great microcosms. Oh. Because each one of those would fit in food and beverage. It's not just Coca-Cola that would be able to claim a credit. Um, it's also, you know, different wineries uh, that are going through agricultural grape production and then, you know, making a mash and essentially making, making a wine product. Um, each step there would qualify too. So it, it's in some places you wouldn't expect, but really anything that's anything that is a food or a beverage probably and goes through some kind of a process. The, the brewery situation. I mean, that's like, that's all chemistry, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you oftentimes have, you know, you have a brewmaster there. Um, that's going to be, I your, love that word, by the way, the crux is, yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of jobs where there's where uh, your you master's you're right the master in the of something, name. You know? Love it. Yeah. 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 Um, as an attorney, I don't get any kind of a cool, type. nobody really uses no Esquire anymore. So it's not, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a sh- it, it really is a shame. Um, and because we did talk about software, I just want to bring software up again. If, they're developing software used in in food production. That's also something that could count towards the credit. 
correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And it could be something like a tracking system um, for the customers or something like that, or it could also be just programming for the machines. Um, mm -hmm. And that would be both the software itself, but it'd also be the integration into the process. So I see. there's a few different levels at which you could qualify, you know, both the basic programming, but then also the processes that the machinery go through um, in see. order to make the products. I also, when I was doing a little homework, do you know that frozen foods are more popular than ever? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, as a busy mom, I, I get why, you know, um, but so frozen foods and, and everything that goes with that, you know, um, um, the, the freezing process and making sure that the quality stays good and the, the, the efficiency of production frozen foods is apparently a whole industry unto itself. Do, do you see a lot of that a yeah, lot and, of and activity in the frozen market? A lot of the R&D there is how to freeze the food itself. Um, right. We've worked with companies that do flash freezing, and that's a really complicated process. Oh. And then we've also worked with companies that do like smoking of beef jerky or Ooh. those sorts of things. I mean, that you have to actually apply the smoke. You're not, you know, it's not a cowboy over uh, an open pit. I mean, you kind of think, <laughs> you kind of think from seeing those commercials, that's what right. it is. But they actually artificially pump smoke into a box. Um, but that's. Oh how to make the smoke, how to time it, the heat, all that sort of stuff is is there. And then the other thing with frozen foods is on the packaging side, because that's obviously a huge way those things get out. You can't let the food thaw while you are packaging it, right. but you can't keep the room at a freezing temperature because you have robotics that have to operate at a, you know, 60 to 80 degree temperature. Oh my gosh, room. what a challenge. So you have to get it through fast. And and one of the things with food that makes it so unique, food and beverage, is that these are volatile, um, you know, products. I mean, they're perishable. things that yeah. they're, they're perishable. So you always have this kind of time element. Oy, whatever the clock is always ticking with food and bev, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so you're never going to have, it's not like a ball bearing that if you manufacture, you can right. pretty much get the same thing. Yeah, it's that not ball an bearing can sit there life. forever. Right yeah, up, and you can kind of bang it around to a certain degree. Yeah. Food, food just doesn't, it, because it's perishable and it's always a little unique, there's a lot more variables. So automation in particular is very difficult because if you're making a, you know, again, I, I say a cake, I mean, a cake really is difficult. How do you get a robotic arm to pick up a cake? You have to get under it because the cake's going to fall apart otherwise. Aww. So I don't know why that strikes me as adorable. A robotic <laughs> arm trying to pick up a cake. Um, but wow. Wow. Okay. So let's talk wages because um, I feel like, like you said, brewmaster, my new, my new favorite word, what kind of job titles would we be looking for that their wages could be um, eligible? Like a food Absolutely. scientist for sure. Yeah, right? so there's going to be, there There should be somebody that's actually looking from a technical or scientific perspective, whether if it's on the manufacturing side, maybe like automation or robotics. If it's on the, the food side, it's going to be a food scientist, nutritionist, chemist, something uh -huh. of that of that level. Um, and there really does need to be that because we do occasionally see companies where maybe they're like, they make pie fillings, for example. I've seen that. And you have somebody that's like a baker, but they're not really technical. Um, they know how to combine the ingredients, but you know, you need you do need to get to the level where you have some kind of scientific or technical testing process. Right. So if you're just testing for just the taste of the pie and you're trying to pick the pie filling and maybe amount of sugar, 
that doesn't quite rise to that level. So you really need someone who's a chemist, a scientist, and a nutritionist, somebody that can actually, you know, at a scientific level say, hey, this is the metabolic kind of goal here, or this is the, the, these are the variables we can work with. So that's one of the things. But if you find that one person, you might only have one and everybody else might be support or supervisory. Um, you don't but need to those, have a lot of food scientists. Those wages, those support and supervisory wages can also be claimed towards the credit. Absolutely. And, and okay. that might be the bulk of the claim. It right. might be one food scientist who's coming up with new food designs or one brewmaster. Everybody else might be involved in prototyping, testing. QA, They're not really making yeah. decisions, right? but they are involved in the process. So I that see. one scientific or technical person with all the background and all the thought process can have, you know, you could have 10 or 20 times that in wages of people helping them. Ah, okay. That makes total sense. This is fascinating. I love food and Bev. Um, and this has been such an interesting talk. I feel like people are going to want to know about the numbers, Jacob. Can you give me an example, like some, some kind of case study or something people that you've worked with to give us an idea of the scope of the credit we might see in this industry? Absolutely. So, you know, think about like a mid-size uh, brewery, for example, mostly okay. going to be wages driven. Um, and, you know, they might have uh, $800,000 in total payroll. And maybe half of that might qualify if they're a company that does a lot of innovative beers or they, they've okay. got a, a lot of new things that they're looking at each year. Um, and if half of those wages, so like $400,000 qualified, that might be something like a $30,000 per year credit. Wow. Um, the important thing is that that's just the federal. So if they're in a state oh. like California or another state that has a good credit, it could be double that. And you can also go back three years and claim this credit. Um, when you get to the other side of things, like the automation, the equipment, it can be massive. We've seen companies with you know, 25 million or $30 million in total revenue that, you know, that's like a midsize equipment manufacturer, um, maybe approaching large, but not overly large. You could have something like a $2 million credit per year wow. because if that equipment that you're making, so we had a company one time, they actually did the sorting for um, the corn dogs you see at the grocery store. And so they yeah, the frozen corn dogs went down a chute, they got sorted and Aww. moved around and whatever you know, this is the honey butter one or whatever, and <clears throat> put into bags, loaded into boxes. I mean, it was a whole kind of packaging side of things. Well, the equipment there was like a million dollars a piece. Wow. And so each piece of equipment was like a 70, $75,000 credit that they were getting. And they each made like piece. 10 or 15. And that's just the materials because you can claim wow. the materials, which a lot of times is going to be raw materials. Uh, like the actual food. But if it's the equipment, the equipment is going to be much larger because it's going to be more expensive than the than the food product. The, right? the, the, wow. Wow. Yeah. So most companies are wages driven until you get into the like either high volume manufacturing where there's a lot of testing and trials or if you get into automation equipment. A lot of specialized uh, those, equipment. Yeah. Packaging, palletizing, um, primary packaging. Those are all things where those are going to be the biggest credits, but, I see. um, but you know, it's going to be a great benefit for anybody who e even a small company, because if you're a small company, a $30,000 credit a year can make a big difference in your payroll. Wow. So for a small company, Jacob, with that, they would be looking at the, the modified version of the R and D tax credit. 
So you could you or could not elect, necessarily you could elect either method. Um, you again, you'll get a federal and a, maybe a state credit if you're in a state that has qualified, um, you know, research expenses in the tax code. Um, but you know, I think proportionally in the food and beverage space, these credits tend to be very very valuable. Um, I always like to think about it as like people you can hire, and most companies find they can at least hire one or two people based on their credit. Wow. In this space. Wow, that's amazing. What a like a great source of revenue to to put it right back into the company with a new hire. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, okay, I know documentation is super important that you need to be able to to support your claim. What kind of documentation do people in food and bev need? Do they need something specific? So, you know, the problem with the documentation for food and bev is that a lot of times you eat it. Um, so <laughs> you don't have the actual product, uh, left over and it's perishable, but you know, things like photos, testing results, a lot of times there's like checklists where QA mm -hmm. people will go down the line. Okay. Those things are helpful. Formulations, um, are really helpful as well. Um, but I think one thing is just, we, when we go in and do a study, a lot of times we're making some recommendations about things they could keep in the future. So you don't want to just throw everything away. I think food and beverage is generally okay because they have to know how to make the product again. Um, sorry, and that sorry. implies record keeping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's like somebody um, fitting in an office out here or something. So there's like <laughs> every once in a while, somebody's just hammering something. Uh, Jacob, our listeners don't mind. They feel like they're right there with you. Um, <laughs> they thank are. You. They, they, indeed they are. Um, okay. I feel like people are interested. I'm fascinated. If people want to learn more about the R&D tax credit in general or about how it might be employed in the food and beverage industry, how do they get in touch with you, Jacob? What's their next step? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really a basic amount of information that we need in order to provide an initial assessment. And that's okay. obviously always complimentary. Um, my contact information will be provided after this uh, podcast, but you can also find us on our website. And, you know, just in general, um, again, it's very quick. We look at some basic financials and then have a quick discussion about the operations and we can let you know if there's uh, something there that's worthwhile. Amazing. Amazing. Fascinating. Um, Jacob, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this discussion, particularly the cake factory part, but just in general, thank you so much for making the time to come in. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. I did. And, and if you enjoyed listeners, the cake factory or otherwise, um, go ahead and subscribe. We'll continue to keep the cake content coming. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or just check out our website at www.capsandtax.com slash podcasts. I'm Helena Carmel here with our producer, Aaron Strongin. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Capstan Live. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Visit our website at capstantax.com for more info on everything we discussed today, plus breaking news, industry blogs, and more. Have a profitable day.